didn't go the full hour. Love talk so radio. I'm just, there we go. Let's, I'll be quiet. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Born to Talk radio show. I'm your host, Marsha Witeka. Conversations plus connections equals community. Those are my three C's. The heart of my show is what's your story? It's my belief we all have stories. Some are similar, others are uniquely different. Storytelling brings the passions of my guests to life through our conversations. So be prepared to be entertained, informed, and inspired. Welcome to today's show. Well, yippee for us, Elsa, because we preceded my starting um, conversation with you. And let's just, fingers crossed, we're going to just trust the cosmos that this one-hour podcast will go off without a hitch. And I am grateful the, I am grateful that you're joining me. Elsa um, Elbert is my guest today. She is the founder and CEO of Composed Living. This is a Los Angeles-based professional organizing company, and she's also the founder and CEO of a nonprofit called Composed Giving. Let's start over again. Welcome to the show, Elsa. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be your guest today. Well, me too, as we, as we close out the year. And I cannot think of someone that would have a better subject than you. So let's, but let's first start off with getting to know, just getting to know a little bit about you. So please, please tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Sure. So I am born and raised in Southern California. I am a mom and stepmom to three kids and two foster dogs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I've just always been so passionate about everything interiors. I love interior design. I love architecture. Uh, and, you know, we were one of those families that just grew up kind of going to every open house in the neighborhood. <laughs> we just mm. love, love all things interiors. But I actually got my career started working more in operations and customer service. Uh, and so I spent about 20 years working as an executive, always in charge of um, operations, basically. So mm-hmm. really helping companies to fine-tune their processes and come up with really good systems both for their employees and also for the business structure to run, you know, at its most optimized. So that's just sort of how my brain works. Um, I love Mm -hmm. systems and I love efficiencies. And then one day, just a little over eight years ago, I decided to take the huge leap of faith that Mm -hmm. is becoming a small business owner. (laughs) And I started Composed Living. So it's a beautiful marriage of you know, my passion for really highly organized systems and just streamlining mm-hmm. people's lives with, you know, the beauty that is designing the inside of your home. Well, I think it's fabulous. And I, I, I like the lotus um, symbol. That's what that looks like to me on composed living. Which, and, and that, as a person that does yoga, I, I feel uh, comfort and ease when I see that. And I, it, I think it's on both of your logos for your composed giving and for your composed living. But let's start with composed living. I believe it started in 2016, right? Is that when you started it? That's, mm-hmm. That's correct. Okay. So, 
So you'd already been in the business world for quite some time. Why did you decide to start your your business, Composed Living? I think really I was looking at that time in my life for a significant change. Uh, my husband and I had just gotten married. We blended our two families with quite young kids together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was had been working for a company that I loved, but they were based in another state. And so just traveling with the frequency that I was expected to travel was getting to be pretty taxing. And I woke up one day and thought if I could do anything, I would love to help people organize for a living. And I was like, well, why am I not just doing that? That's a real thing. It's a job. (laughs) Right. And I had no idea really what it would entail to actually, I mean, the organizing part, yes, of course, but starting Mm -hmm. a business. Uh, I had never done that on my own before. Right. Uh, so I, I thought to myself, you know, this is my strong suit is doing research, coming up with a list, breaking it down into actionable mm-hmm. tasks. Um, so I just dove right in. Well, you have a fabulous website. You have two fabulous websites. This one that I'm looking at as I'm speaking to you right now is composedliving.com. And it's funny because at the very top on the banner it says featured in HGTV, which is something that I watch a great deal of and many other places as well. And I might just throw in there, and maybe this will come as part of our conversation. You're also a podcaster. You are just a bundle of stuff and and well-deserved and well-founded and well-planned out. So that's because you are organized. And that is the perfect word for you. It is the perfect word for you. And so I I would just be curious to know, how do you think being organized has helped you in your life? Well, I think you you touched on that a little bit in your very kind words. But really, for me, there's more to being organized than just the physical appearance of your home. Um, I do think that that's sort of the base layer, and we all function a lot better when we live in an organized space, however that translates for us. It doesn't always mean living right. in a stark, minimal environment. It just means, you know, that your home is optimized for you to feel your most comfortable and also be your most productive. Uh, and so taking those same skill sets and applying them to accomplishing your goals Um, It's kind of the next level. And really, it's just having that, the awareness of constantly, like, decluttering my mind and my social calendar and just making sure that the things I'm committing to and the things where I'm spending my time are really aligned with how I want to be living my life. So I just, I kind of think of it more as, like, mental organization, I guess, or life organization, um, which has been so helpful to me. You know, it's so interesting. Um, I know that we share um, being friends on Facebook, and I've been, you know, on that social media platform for a very, very long time. And and every day um, I post the word today is. And um, cluttering and being cluttered and what those words mean means something different to everybody. We don't all have the same lifestyle. Some people have moved multiple times. Some people live in a house, some people live in an apartment, some people live in a variety of styles. And, it's, and I know that your business isn't only just our homes, 
but also business sites, business locations as well. But when you're cluttered in your mind, and I and I love that you said that, because when you are cluttered in your mind, it kind of prevents you from moving forward, don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, it, it. And it's also, you know, it's been proven, even physical clutter. I think that they're both very similar, but there's been so many mm-hmm. studies that have shown but physical clutter, mental clutter, it really contributes to anxiety. Um, mm-hmm. It's particularly harmful for people with like ADHD or any, um, any sort of issue where maybe you already have a more difficult time focusing. Um, mm-hmm. With kids, it's been shown to like, you know, if you have a whole bunch of toys in a kid's play space, they'll just gravitate towards the same one over and over again. And it's because they're overwhelmed Mm -hmm. by having such a large volume of options. Right. Uh, So, yeah, really paying attention to what we're allowing into our space, whether it's our physical space or our mental space, I think is so important. Are you a journal person? Yeah, I love journaling. I don't do it like (laughs) I have such a hard time with my morning routine and making it mm-hmm. as consistent as I would like for it mm-hmm. to be. So I try to give myself mm-hmm. a lot of grace around that. Right. Uh, right. But every time I do find time to sit in journal, I love it because it feels like you're just, you're releasing everything that swirls around in your mind. And it's, you know, when you put that down on paper, it's like you're allowing it to get out of your head uh, and it brings you that extra piece of calm. Well, you know, I'm going to ask you a question in just one second, but in just keeping with the journal, I'm going to offer a suggestion on my part, which is I understand routines. I personally am very, very routine. I know what I do, when I do, what I do when I get up, what I do when I go to bed, what I do in between, blah, blah, blah. Maybe you do just a small journal entry in the evening um, reviewing your day. Just a thought. Okay, mm, I love that. So, it's a nice way to unwind. Yeah, it's a thought. Yeah. So, I think I kind of know the answer to this, but you're the expert. So, what tell us what the benefits are from really being organized? I mean, there's so many. Yeah. <laughs> the yes. most well, give obvious us some one example. Like the, yeah, the physical appearance of your home when everything has a place. It really just feels so much more welcoming um, and it feels safer. It feels more peaceful. Uh, But the mental health benefits, you know, of being able to walk into your home and feel like, yes, this is my space. This is a reflection of who I am is so wonderful. And also, you know, and I guess maybe now people don't just sort of pop by unannounced as much as they used to, but, that's a big underlying concern. You know, we work with a lot of clients who say, I'm just too embarrassed to have people over, or Mm -hmm. I would love to entertain, but I can't because, you know, look at my place. It's not ready for visitors. Um, And getting to a place where, you know, you feel like your home really is a reflection of you and your values and your interests, then it's so wonderful to be able to invite your friends and family to share that space with you um, rather than having any negative feeling associated with it. You know, a lot of times the words that come up are like shame or guilt. Um, People are really hard on themselves. Yeah, they're embarrassed. Right, right. Um, But also, you know, the benefits of 
having something in your mind or on your heart that you want to accomplish and having the focus and the clarity and the time to be able to go after those goals, I think is Mm -hmm. really a huge benefit. I'm also personally very affected by color. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I definitely have a color palette in my home. And it really is a reflection of who I am and what I like. So I don't have any walls that are blue. All my walls are green or they're yellow or they're maybe beige, I guess, in a couple of spaces. But the colors also give me a, a feeling of calm as well, which maybe maybe some maybe people never even think about that. Do you, do you ever talk about that with your clients? We don't talk so much about the color only because that falls more into the design aspect of things. I see. Uh, Mm -hmm. But if anybody ever asks for my opinion, (laughs) I'm always happy to to give it. Our whole house, for example, is one shade of like a beautiful, very creamy white. Uh, Mm -hmm. And that's because I am impacted so much by color. And for me, it gives me almost like too much energy. Uh, mm. And I know, you know, having like we get a lot of color coming in through furniture or rugs, textiles, artwork. Um, I love collecting books. So even just seeing mm-hmm. those things, that mm-hmm. adds those beautiful pops of color in the places where I want them. Uh, but That's for me, nice. I also choose the color scheme of the room based on like the feng shui elements that are supposed right. to be there. So. <laughs> right. I, I get that. Um, I know that on your website, and, it, it, and you, both of your websites are wonderful, and we'll be talking about both of them, but you, you mentioned that you focus on sustainability, and I would like to know a little bit more about what, first of all, I would like to have you define what sustainability means to you, and then tell us more about that. Yeah, so that is such a big, it's a big word and a big question. Uh-huh. To me, yes. being sustainable means it's twofold. Um, One is that if we're offering you a solution, that it's going to be something that you can maintain quite easily on your own. Um, So the system itself has to be sustainable in the sense that it's going to continue working for you um, for, you know, until something else changes in your life and you need to adapt. Mm -hmm. The other part of that, which, you know, we'll get into as well when we talk about composed giving and how that came to be started mm-hmm. is making sure that we're minimizing our impact on this planet. And there's so many ways that we talk about sustainability in that aspect. The first and foremost being how can we be more conscious about what we're consuming and how much. So, you know, are, do we need to be buying something new? Do we need to be buying more things? Just, you know, starting to think about our behavior before it even happens is Mm -hmm. so key. Um, And there's a lot of ways you can do that. You know, sometimes you do have to buy something or you just really want to. Then having an awareness of like, who's the retailer that it's coming from? Do they have sustainable practices? Uh, Because, you know, in that sense, we kind of vote with our dollars as far as like, you know, do you want to be giving your money to, companies that are doing awesome things or that are not doing so many awesome things. Right. So that conscious consumerism is a big part of sustainability because it allows us to sort of stop the flow of constant things from coming into our homes. 
Um, but if we are going to buy things, another thing to consider is what the material and how it's made and where it's made. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of really cool companies that are doing awesome things um, that are plastic free. Um, there's so many cool companies making materials that are completely out of plant-based fibers. Um, and I love that it's becoming more and more mainstream. It's becoming a lot easier to find these things now, uh, which is really mm-hmm. awesome. Are there certain companies that specialize in that, and that's that's who you work with? So there's definitely a lot of brands who are focused on being sustainable. Um, there's a whole mm-hmm. other, like, certification. You can become a certified B corporation, uh, which means that all of your practices have been um, sort of like they're, they're very heavily monitored to make sure that you're doing things that are good for people and the planet. Uh, Mm -hmm. But we, when we're choosing vendors for organizing products, we definitely try to find vendors where this is their area of expertise. And then also because we have a retail store in Woodland Hills, um, making sure that anybody that we carry has um, plastic-free shipping as well, which is really cool. Uh, Oh, interesting. It's pretty awesome, yeah. Like, you can really yeah, it, get a lot of cool options these days. Well, and, you know, one of the beauties of podcasting, and there's many, and I, this just couldn't be a better show for the end of the year, but that, you know, if you're not aware of these things, if you don't know about these things, you don't even know that you could be thinking about those things. And I'm saying yeah. could as opposed to should, because if you're you, – you, my my husband said it is what it is. I say you don't know what you don't know. And if you don't know, like, why would you have ever thought about, well, what if the shipping has something to do with plastics? I had a whole podcast from a company that pulls plastic out of the, the ocean, and, and mm-hmm. not only in, in the, the U.S., but in Australia, where they just actually skim the waterways and pull plastic out of the water. It's just Isn't that amazing? It's the things you... It is truly amazing, but it's only through conversations that you learn these things. And, you, and just because you've heard the conversation that, that nobody's going to be standing over your head with a ruler saying, well, I told you not to do that, you have options. Okay. We're all adults. But I think the fact that, there's those, that you have a business that does that I think is really it's important, and I'd like to know why you think it's important to you. Well, I think – for me, I feel a responsibility to make a positive impact on our planet, whether that's the people that I interact with or the family that I'm a part of um, or just my footprint on this earth. Um, mm-hmm. I want to make sure it's important to me that I am taking care of, you know, this planet that we all call home and also that I'm taking care of myself and my family and making healthier options. Um, That being said, I think that it's also, I had a conversation with a woman on my podcast um, and we were talking about being an imperfect environmentalist. And I really love that phrasing because not everything I do, it would be impossible to have 100% of your choices be completely sustainable, you know? And I think that a lot of times people get stuck because, It's like, oh, it's too hard, or oh, I'm not going to make an impact, it's just me, or I don't even know where to get started. It's just such an overwhelmingly large 
uh, mm-hmm. situation <laughs> to get started with, you know. And so being able to call yourself an imperfect environmentalist is like, I make the best decision when I can and when I have Mm -hmm. the information and when Mm -hmm. I can't, then that's okay too. You know, like sometimes maybe you just run out of time and you're like, I'm just going to order this from Amazon really quickly and it's going to come in plastic with plastic bubbles and that's fine and I'll recycle the cardboard and I'll do better next time. Right, and you know, it's it's interesting what you've just said because Monday happens to be trash day at my house and I can hear the trash um, collectors going by. And uh, I don't know that it's the same in every state, but we know that we have a black bin that's for trash. We know we have a green bin for, you know, grass cuttings and things like that. And we have a blue bin for, um, you know, recycling, whether it's your plastic water bottle, whether it's your... Um, I was walking today, and there was a cardboard box laying on the street while I was walking, and I guess it fell out of somebody's blue bin. Well, I couldn't just walk past that. I just couldn't. So I just picked it up, and I put it in somebody's blue bin, whether it was theirs or not, sort of doesn't matter. But there was Mm -hmm. a lady sitting in a car, and she gave me a big thumbs up, and I thought, that's nice. Because if if you know that you can recycle all your Amazon boxes, your boxes from Chewy because that's how you get your pet food. All of these different things that we do, if you know just a little bit, if you can just make somewhat of a concerted effort, you know, that makes a difference. And if everybody did that, that would mean a lot. And it's no different than when you talk about your home. Everything from light bulbs, right? Oh, yeah. So, you know, they didn't really have mm -hmm. LED light bulbs. So you were exactly. replacing your light bulbs quite often and just throwing them in the landfill. <laughs> and now we know and, better and we do better. And, and, that's, and I think that there's a lot to be said for that. And I think that obviously technology has changed our lives so dramatically. And if mm-hmm. you are a person that has a computer, then you know how to Google anything you need to learn or know about. And And we are able to to learn a great deal just from the resources that are available to us from experts that already know about this business. So I think that yeah. that's really great. You know, I, you know I, I love the environment that I'm in, but I would say that is it cluttered? Sure. Would I be more comfortable if there wasn't so much, I'm putting parentheses around this, stuff? You know, do I really need all of that? And it's funny because um, my son and his wife, um, Dave and Eva, they'll be coming in on Friday from Tucson, and they'll be coming with their dogs, and I'm looking forward to seeing them. But we talk about how Eva and I play house, (laughs) and that's what we do, because she really likes to do that. And we'll sit down at a closet, and we'll just kind of go through things and think, what do you need to keep? What can you donate? Because obviously you can donate, and we, we... I do a lot of that. You know, d- does it bring you joy, right? Isn't that what we used to hear all the time? Does it bring you joy? Yeah. And, uh, and and think about that because, I mean, I spend a great deal of time in my home, and I want to feel peaceful in my home. So I think that there's a lot to be said for what it is that you do, which takes me over to what you started not all that long ago. I think it started this year, right, with your composed giving. Did it start at the yeah. beginning of this year? 
I, I it would, did. Yeah. I am just we started oh. the paperwork in January of this year, and then we got the official 501c3 status um, at the end of July. So it's very new. <laughs> well, you know, I I would really recommend that people also visit that website as well because it's it's really quite lovely. I like I, you know, I'm a visual. Well, I say you know like you would know this. I'm a visual person, and just looking at your website's page and seeing hands on a piece of what looks like that looks like that could be my floor in my uh, in my family room um, and talking about community and kindness and sustainability I mean I just think that these are fabulous things and I would like to know how, how did you morph over from being um, your composed living over over to your composed giving this year uh, first, thank you. That was so sweet of you. Um, and the oh, website takes so much work, so I love that you're oh, <laughs> I know. Trust me. I trust me. You're talking to somebody that knows that. So, and there's that lotus again. So, I mean, it's there's a lot to be said for visuals. Some people see visuals. Some people don't. I can tell this is a woman's hand. I can tell this is a uh, maybe a young yeah. boy's hand. I can also see that this finger is crooked like mine. Oh, it's so funny. But um, so let's talk about um, composed giving and how that how that got started and why you did this. Yeah. So well, and it's funny because the two names obviously are so similar, and that was intentional. Um, with composed sure. living, we help people get organized in their homes or their office spaces. Most often, it's in their homes. So I realized from the very beginning that a part of that process inevitably entails getting rid of the things that you no longer want in your space. And so from my very first client, I had a car full of donations and I thought, what am I supposed to do with all of this stuff now? I don't want to just, I'm not going to take it to a dumpster. That's not in line with my own personal values. I'm not, I don't really just want to drop it off at the Goodwill, not that I, and I love thrift stores, um, but Mm -hmm. also it just felt like maybe there was something else I could be doing that would just take those things and give them directly to the people who could use them. And so I started doing a lot of research, like what other charities exist in Los Angeles? Who is working with their client base where there's no exchange of money, where it's just a free delivery of items? to people who need those things. Um, and so I found probably 20 or 30 charities that are close to my house, you know, somewhere in the Los Angeles is like, it should be its own state. Mm-hmm. It's so huge. Right. <laughs> and so I just started bringing things back to my garage and I would organize them into piles according to which charity could take what types of items. And then when I had enough, I would drive them kind of all around LA County. And I realized that, maybe only 1% of what people give me is actually trash. Like, even when they say, like, oh, here's an old stained towel, it's disgusting, it has holes in it, it's trash. Now I can say, Mm -hmm. actually, it's not trash. We work with animal shelters, and they turn those into rags, or they make beds for the pets. Uh, We work with textile recyclers who can actually, like, spin those old fabrics into new fabrics or they shred them and use them for things like housing insulation um, or furniture stuffing. Like there's so many really cool things that people can do that prevent things from ever going into a landfill. Uh, But I also realized 
that's so difficult. That's a really big ask to put on each individual to find a textile recycler and then drive for like an hour and 10 minutes to drop off your one t-shirt, you know? Right. Um, so we have been doing that for all of our clients from the very beginning, making sure that nothing goes to a landfill unless it has to and giving things freely back to the local community. Uh, and then when we opened our retail store also earlier this year, we were fortunate enough to have an, more storage space. Uh, so then it shifted the way I thought about it and was like, well, what if we open this up to accepting donations from the whole community and not only from our clients, then we can have more stuff coming in. We also can help people with things like e-waste and, you know, document shredding and textile recycling. Things oh, that right yeah. now might be too complicated for them or they don't have time. What if we just make that really easy and they can drop it off in our office? And we're already running this errand of taking these things all around town. So that's kind wow. of how Composed Giving got started. Well, that's – so I'm curious about this. It's interesting you mentioned the shredding because, you know, you, you have all these documents and that's time for taxes and all these things you don't need anymore. And it's like, where does it go? You certainly don't want to just throw it in the trash. But if if you were to come to my home or to someone's home and pick up their contributions, do you um, give a tax donation um, form for them we to do. claim on their income tax? Yeah. So everything is fully oh, tax deductible up to the extent that you're legally and financially right. allowed to do those things. Uh, but, yeah, that was big accomplishment for us this year. It's quite difficult to get through the actual 501c3 status paperwork. Mm -hmm. And I'm someone who loves paperwork. <laughs> this was really oh, an so extra special task. Um, so I was very excited when, uh, when the IRS gave us that formal filing because it did mean that we could give our clients tax donation receipts. And also anyone in the community, if you happen to live in or near Woodland Hills, um, that's where our the office, is, it doubles for composed living and composed giving. Um, so that's where we take donations and sort them until uh, we're ready to deliver them back out into the community. Yeah. Hello? Do more together this holiday season in a new Chevy. Take on more adventure in the strong and capable Chevy Silverado. More confidence in the Chevy Equinox. Winner of the J.D. Power Award for initial quality among compact SUVs two years running. More value in the all-new Chevy Trax with an available 11-inch diagonal touchscreen. Or more fun in the incredibly stylish Chevy Blazer. Bring the holidays together in a new Chevy. Get 500 red tag bonus cash on select popular Chevy models. Find new roads at your Southern California Chevy dealers. For J.D. Power 2023 U.S. Initial Quality Study Award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. $500 red tag bonus cash on select popular models. Available on the purchase of most 2023-2024 Silverado 1500 models. Not available on 2023 Silverado leases. Available on all 2023-2024 Blazer and Equinox models and all 2022-2023 Traverse and Trailblazer models. Not available with some other offers. Take new retail delivery by 1224. This is the smell of a warm three-day-old egg salad sandwich in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! 
And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag with new Fabuloso Lemon Scent. Hefty, hefty, hefty! <sighs> smell the difference? When life gives you stinky, get Hefty Ultra Strong with new Fabuloso Lemon Scent. It smells like clean, freshly picked lemons. So no matter what's inside your trash, you can stop the stink and smell the lemon.